Do you have a wet basement? You've got a problem. Not only are you inviting toxic mold, a flooded foundation can raise serious structural issues. But here's the good news. Jackhammers and backhoes and other drastic measures are probably not in your future if you read our tips for sealing your basement. Hit moneybit.com, click on Ideas and Tips, then click Repair and Improve. And for answers to any home improvement or home repair question, give us a call right now, 888-MONEYPIT. and floorboards to shingles. This is the Money Pit Home Improvement Radio Show. I'm Tom Kreitler. And I'm Leslie Segretti. Pick up the phone and call us right now with your home improvement question. Your do-it-yourself dilemma. Anything that you got started with, that you got stuck with, we're here to help you get the job done. 888-666-3974. We've got lots of tips in store for today's program, including this one. We're going to talk about ways that you can add some interest, some style, some texture to your front door. How do you do all that? Well, with container gardening. We're going to show you how you can do that and come up with a design that can last you all year long. And also ahead this hour, we know that picking a paint color can be a tremendous decision in itself. But what about the best paint finish for your walls? We know it gets confusing. You know, do you go with satin, eggshell, gloss, semi-gloss? Oh my. We're going to help you figure out which is the right choice for you. And some home improvements seem rather impossible. Like, how do you make a small space big? Well, you can do it visually with some decorating tricks of the trade, which we'll give you in just a bit. And also this hour, we're giving away a huge prize on the show. It's the new Eco Model Riker Room Conditioner. It's worth $359, and it's a ceiling fan, but it also works like a space heater when you need it to be one, but it's out of the way, so it's much, much safer. So call us right now at one eight 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 money pit for the answer to your home improvement question and a chance at winning that great prize from Riker, the Eco Model Room Conditioner. You must have a home improvement question and be willing to come on the air and ask us. Let's get right to the phones. Debbie in North Carolina, welcome to the Money Pit. How can we help you today? Uh, I bought a house about four years ago here in North Carolina. It's an, it was built in the late 1950s, I think. And at the time, I didn't notice it, but a hole is developing in the side yard. And a it's hole? a deep enough hole, a hole in the yard. And it's a deep enough hole that I have a seven-year-old granddaughter, and they were out playing, and she, one of her feet fell down in it, and she went in it up to her hip. Wow. Yeah, hmm. and I'm a little concerned, and yet I don't know who to call or what it might be. I don't know if it's perhaps where a tree was there previously, and when they took it out, you know, it's just an indentation from the root ball. Or We don't use oil heat in the south very much, but I wondered if perhaps since it's an older house, maybe there had been an underground oil tank. Oh, there's lots of possibilities. You know, in our house, we found an abandoned septic tank smack dab under the kid's swing set, believe it or not. And I I didn't get any 
father of the year awards for that, but at least we found it. It was a very old house and obviously we had no idea where it is. So it's impossible for us to say what's under there, but you know, possibilities might be the septic tank. It could be some organic debris. It could be an old well. I mean, it could be very dangerous. And so you need to get that excavated and figure out what's going on there. A a local call before you dig company, you know, one of the local services that, you know, in my area, it's 311. You know, there's a lot of different services across the country. If you look up your local zip code and call before you dig, say on a Google search, they can find, you know, where all your utility lines are, anything that's underground that's been documented throughout the history of your home, they come out and mark it out on the grounds. They might be able to tell you if there was in fact something there. Well, okay. if you call that number, they come out for a mark out, and certainly that's something that you have to do before you do any um, major excavation. But I think you're going to have to, I would start with a landscaper and let them dig that area out and see what they find. If it just turns okay. out that it's loose soil or maybe they expose some uh, decayed tree roots or something like that, then you can pack it in there and build it back up again. Okay, great. Well, I just didn't know where to start or who to call. I didn't yep. know. You got to do a little exploratory with surgery with that space, but uh, gosh, you got to get on that right away because that could be very yeah. dangerous. Yeah, it really could. I was just very grateful that she didn't fall all the way in it. Although I really don't know how deep it is. I took a broomstick, and the broomstick would go all the way in it, but. Beyond that, I don't know. Yeah, it's a little bit over your head, this project, because, you know, okay. if you've got a sinkhole fill in, form in there, you just don't know what the end of it is. So I would I would get maybe a landscaper and start right there. Okay, great. Thank you so much. You're welcome. Thanks so much for calling us at 888-MONEY-PIT. Monica in Colorado is dealing with a situation involving a garbage disposal. Tell us what's going on. Well, I moved into this house a year ago, and I have a kitchen sink that has a double sink, and... The garbage disposal, when I use it, the stuff that I'm uh, uh, grounding up is coming up the other sink. Okay. Why, why is that doing that? And I, in every other house I've lived in, never, never did that. Why because is it doing the, that? Because the way the two drains are configured, the outport on the garbage disposer is uh, too close or the pipes are not angled in the right way to push the waste down the pipe. It's, it's basically looking for the quickest way out, so it's throwing it up the other side. You need to have a plumber come in and change the configuration of those drains. There should be a Y connection that actually points the waste down so it can't mm-hmm. come back up again. Okay. problem is with the configuration of the pipes. I suspect that the sink originally didn't have the garbage disposer. Somebody came in and put it in, tried to hook the, the drain pipes up in the, in the easiest way possible, but it wasn't the right way when you have a garbage disposer, so that's why you're throwing waste up the other side. Mm-hmm. Okay, well, I will get a plumber. Got to rerun the drains, Monica. Thanks so much yeah. for calling us at 888-MONEYPIT. You are listening to the Money Pit Home Improvement Radio Show, and if winter weather is keeping you indoors, why not pass the time with a project or two? We can help. So call in your home repair or your home improvement question 24 hours a day, seven days a week at 1-888-MONEY-PIT. 888-666-3974. Up next, landscaping around your front door can provide a winning welcome to your home. When we come back, we're going to teach you how to do just that, even if you live in a high-rise apartment. On the Money Pit is dryness a problem in your home especially in winter months dry air can make skin itchy make your throat and nose dry i can't talk and don't forget about static shock 
It also causes walls, hardwood floors, and home furnishings to become dry and crack. Put an end to dry air problems with an April Air Automatic Humidifier, the best cure for indoor air dryness. Never too dry, never too moist. Just the optimum amount of humidity based on outdoor temperatures. Protect your health, your comfort, and your furnishings by putting an end to dry air with whole home humidification from April Air. Now, doesn't that feel better? <sighs> April Air. Fresh ideas for indoor air. Table saw. 18 volt drill driver. Eight piece combo kit. You don't have to just wish you had the power tools you really want. With Ryobi, you can actually afford them. Ryobi Power Tools. Professional features, affordable prices. And they sound really good, too. Ryobi. Exclusively at the Home Depot. Give your home an attraction that reaches all the way to the curb. Add a Classic Craft fiberglass entryway from Thermatru. Classic Craft, a stunning AccuGrain technology, captures all the beauty and luxury of premium hardwood, but won't split, crack, or rot. Add a sparkling custom touch with decorative glass door tiles, side lights, and transom, too. When you do, studies show your home's perceived value rises as much as 6%. Let the curb appeal of a Classic Craft entryway enhance your home's look and value. Visit Thermatrue.com. Before hitting the airwaves, I spent 20 years as a home inspector making sure home buyers were not moving into real-life money pits. And after doing 6,000 inspections, I knew exactly which brand of water heater I could trust, and that brand is Ream. Ream tank and tankless water heaters are dependable and energy efficient. Ream tankless units never run out of hot water and cost 25% less to run. Ream's tank units include state-of-the-art features like Everclean, which prevents sediment buildup and reduces energy costs. If you want dependable, energy-efficient hot water, you want Ream. Learn more at SmarterHotWater.com. That's SmarterHotWater.com. I trust Ream for my hot water, and so can you. Hello, this is Gary Sinise. The men and women in our military are on the front lines defending our freedom. They are working very hard to bring stability to some very dangerous places and to help make this a much safer world for all of us. But we can't take our heroes for granted. Americans everywhere are joining together to send an important message to those who proudly serve. For your service and sacrifice, your patriotism and devotion, America supports you. Visit americasupportsyou.mil and thank the troops for your freedom. The Money Pit is brought to you by Thermatru, the nation's leading manufacturer of fiberglass entry and patio door systems. Choose the brand more building professionals prefer and add up to $24,000 to the perceived value of your home. For more information, visit Thermatru.com. Making good homes better. Welcome back to the Money Pit Home Improvement Radio Show. I'm Tom Kreitler. And I'm Leslie Segretti. And we hold the nail for you because we have good health insurance. Pick up the phone right now. <laughs> 
now and call us at one eight 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 Money Pit. We will seriously help you get your projects done, and we may give you a great prize because this hour we're giving away a Riker room conditioner to one caller to the program at one eight 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 Money Pit. It's a pretty cool prize because it's a ceiling fan with an energy efficient room heater built right in, so it delivers year round comfort. It's worth three hundred and fifty nine bucks. If you want to win it, you got to have a home improvement question and come on the air and ask us at one eight 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 Money Pit. Yeah, and with that great prize, you can make that chilly room nice and toasty and get you in that summer mindset of those warmer days because now is the perfect time to start your outdoor garden display indoors. If you've got chillier temps outside, go ahead and head to the nursery and look at those beautiful hothouse flowers and greenery and plant them indoors in some richly glazed ceramic urns or even beautiful terracotta pots. Up to you, whatever your style is. And then go ahead and find them a sunny spot inside your home. They're going to grow and mature indoors. They're going to be perfect all winter long inside your house. And then they'll be really ready to be gorgeous on your front entrance come those summer sunny days. Now you can even do this with some of the larger um, like miniature bushes and things like that that we've often talked about using as a container garden item outside. Like for example, an Alberta spruce. Oh, absolutely. I mean, anything green in your home during the winter, it's going to make you feel better. It's going to look springy and nice, and it really just boosts your energy all winter long. And the bushes are harder to kill, too. Exactly. (laughs) 888-666-3974. Pick up the phone right now and call us with your home improvement question. Leslie, who's next? Ralph in Arizona. Welcome to the Money Pit. What are you working on? Actually, I'm working on remodeling my kitchen, and I could really use some help in uh, trying to figure out exactly... uh, what to do as far as tiling. Okay, tiling the counter, the backsplash, what are you thinking about? Um, actually, tiling the uh, backsplash, we, we're going with grounded, granite countertops. But, okay. You know, I, I, everyone's asking, uh, well, folks are letting me know that uh, tumbled marble or, or, or ceramic tile, and I'm just not sure exactly what material to use. Well, it really depends on what your design style is. You know, what is the decor of your kitchen? What is the color of your granite? There's a lot of different choices when it comes to tile and, of course, budget ranges as well. Well, um, it's, a, again, granite top. I have a, a very uh, uh, light-colored floor, and it's a very contemporary kitchen for the most part. All right. Well, there's actually a lot of interesting choices when it comes to tile as well. You can even find stainless steel tile that are sort of built in the same way that a subway tile is, almost on a mesh backing. There's a lot of good choices, and those would all make a lot of sense for the backsplash. And if you're looking to save a couple of dollars, you can go with a ceramic tile that might not be as fancy or have a lot of design detail on it, but you can choose something and use that as the field and even turn it on the diagonal just to give it a little bit more visual interest or maybe replace every third one with a more fancy tile. This way it sort of works within your budget if you're trying to maintain a budget. Okay, well that, that's actually um, very informative. Uh, can I ask you one other question? Sure. Um, uh, the floor, uh, for the granite, for the uh, ceramic tile on the floor, there's options to, to go into a diagonal pattern, uh, a brick pattern, or a pretty much a straight, straight pattern. Mm-hmm. I'm just wondering if there is a, a pattern that, that is one is better than the other and you know, to make the kitchen look larger, smaller, whatever. Well, if you use a diagonal pattern, it's going to draw the eye to the floor. And in my experience, that, unless you have a very large kitchen, can make it look smaller. Mm-hmm. So I, I think that you want to keep the lines on the floor to be very parallel with the main line of the kitchen cabinets. Mm. If you try to okay. break it up, with the diagonal, sometimes I go into houses and people want to do everything, you know, with a chevron or a diagonal kind of pattern. And oh, it, it can really, get so busy. It gets way too busy, yeah. Just keep the floor nice, subtle, and nice and solid 
as a base to this visual image, but don't make it too crazy with patterns. Great. Thank you so much. Much appreciated. You know, a good example of this, have you ever gone into a casino? Yes. The casino carpets are absolutely the most distracting, busiest designs you've ever seen. You know why? Because they want you to look at the slot machines. So they to make it hard to look at down. Well, so well, keep it, it simple. Perfect sense. So, keep so it keep, simple. Keep the pattern simple, and it, it doesn't deter, it doesn't bring the eye down to the floor. It kind of pushes it out to the cabinetry and the countertop. Exactly. Unless, unless you want to put a slot machine in your kitchen. Then go for <laughs> it. Thanks so much for calling us at 888-MONEYPIT. Peggy in Utah's got some unexpected visitors to the carport. What's going on? We don't have bass in our belfry. We've got birds in our rafters. I have a double carport. It's about 25 by 30, and the birds just lived under the rafters um, and mess up our cars. How can I finish that off to make it both look nice and not too expensive? And my husband hates to paint. There are, uh, I'm thinking, Leslie, that, that she might want to invest in some of those uh, products. Those little like, spiky. Yeah, Bird X. Yeah, it's, a, it's, a, it's yeah. a long strip that has these sort of spiky materials that stick off of it that makes it so that the birds can't land on the area. And you can get them in a variety of lengths and, you know, different looks. You can even get them in different colors so that they can blend in a little bit more appropriately with your setting. Yeah, they have metal ones. They have plastic ones. The website is birdx.com, B-I-R-D-X.com. Okay. There are uh, control spikes there that are, are very safe for the birds because once they figure out that they're there... They don't want to land there they anymore. They don't want to land there, exactly. And they'll go and bother your neighbor and roost in your right. neighbor's carport. And now a question is, too, if I want to finish that off so it looks like a nice finished area mm -hmm. so that the top of the carport is finished, what would you suggest? You mean sealing off the rafters, so perhaps you have a beadboard ceiling, or maybe just you know thickening up those rafters so they look more like proper yieldy type of supports. How about some nice flowy material that okay. would make it, you know that would make it uh, very very attractive? What kind of a batting material or something like that, Leslie, would be available? You for would that? have to use exterior fabric, even though it's in a covered carport area. You would want to make sure you use something like Sunbrella or any of the other brands that make an exterior fabric just so that it doesn't get affected by the moisture, mildew potentials. And then what you could do is the way um, those outdoor fabrics are made, they don't Oh, gosh, what is that? They don't fray on the edge. So you can oh. cut it and not worry about having to hem it. If you wanted to create a finished look, you can even use an iron-on, like a fusible bonding, to create a finished edge if sewing's not your favorite task. And then you could go ahead and staple it to the rafters or put grommets in the fabric edge and then maybe some eye hooks into the rafter itself and sort of drape it so it swags up and along. And that might make a nice finished look. And you can even do it the opposite way so that when you look from the street, you see the swag going from front to back rather than you see the side of it. It's really up to you. And, you know, I did um, uh, on a new show that I worked on on the Wii Network called The Ugliest House on the Block, Peggy, I dressed up a carport that had those simple steel support column poles holding up the carport. I got these beautiful... We, we do, the round ones. Mm -hmm, I got these beautiful sort of PVC columns that came in four pieces and they wrapped around the existing pole. And this was sort of a craftsman style tapered column. So it started off real narrow at the top and then came down in a beautiful tapered column with even raised panelings, and they really just snapped together. The only work that I needed some tools for was to adjust the length or the height of each of these pieces, and it went together beautifully. It even went together with just Gorilla Glue. So if you wanted to really spruce up that space, you know, for a couple of hundred bucks, you could get these wraparound pieces. Oh, thank you kindly. Art in Iowa, you've got the money pit. What can we do for you? Hi. Um, yeah, you all had mentioned uh, a few uh, tips uh, for... Um, 
you know, home improvements and uh, keeping your house uh, up to date. Um, I was wondering, when you said about draining uh, water heaters, uh, does that apply if you still have a uh, whole house of filter? Do you, is that still necessary to, to uh, drain a couple of gallons out of your water heater every six months? If you have a, a filtration system, is that what you're asking? Uh, well, I have a whole house of filter that just, you know, it, uh, it filters out like sediment and stuff like that. Well, it certainly you would be less likely to build up um, any type of a, of a mineral deposit in the bottom of the water heater. But don't you still end up with rust in the bottom? Mm, not well, so much? Well, now, you, the rust would not be in the water part of it. The rust would be if it's a gas-fired water heater. You can get rust uh, in, in the, the burner coil, compartment. In the burner itself. Right, and it has to be clean. You know, in the years I was a professional home inspector, I would very often open up those burner compartments and see like a cone-shaped pile of rust, look like a little volcano, mm-hmm. you know, on top of that burner. So certainly you've got to keep the burner clean and, and functioning properly, and that's something that you would do periodically. But in terms of draining it, it's not a bad idea to drain it once every six months or so, but certainly if you have a filtration system on your house, then you're a lot less likely to uh, get a scale buildup. Ah, the baby <laughs> crying in the background. Yeah, my little boy there. Well, thank you all very much. I really enjoy y'all's show. You're welcome, Art. Thanks so much for calling us at 888-MONEYBIT. Bye, little boy. <laughs> Future home improvement doer, Betty in Minnesota. Welcome to the Money Pit. How can we help you today? Well, I sure hope you can because it's really cold up here and my okay. furnace is on the blink. Okay. What's going on? It won't stay lit. It will keep running. I light it and it uh, gets nice and warm and runs and the light, pilot light goes out, but the motor keeps blowing cold air. Well, the way a furnace works is when the burners come on, the furnace heats up, and then when it gets warm enough, the blower comes on, circulates the warm air, and then the burners go off, but the blower continues to go, and that's a cycle. Now, if the burner is coming on but going off quickly, then probably the thermal couple is worn out. And that's that piece of metal that's usually right next to the flame. Sometimes the flame is sort of embedded into it. And when the thermocouple goes bad, that's exactly the scenario that happens. You'll light it, it will come on, but then it won't stay lit. So at this point, you're going to have to get uh, the gas company or the HVAC service provider that you have in your area to come in and take a look at that because that's part of the control circuit. It's definitely not a do-it-yourself project. But at the same time, these types of repairs are typically fairly inexpensive. So that means that's the reason why the pilot light goes out? Yes, because the thermocouple tells the pilot light to turn the gas on. And if there's no flame, then the gas goes off. And so if the thermocouple is bad, the gas is just going to go off and not come on. It's a safety system. So it's not the top motor? No, if, if the motor you're telling me is running. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I don't think it's that. I, I think it's a problem with the control circuit. It's most likely the thermocouple. Thank you so much. I think you saved me a ton of money. Well, you're very welcome. (laughs) Thanks so much for calling us at 888-MONEY-PIT. Stay warm. You are tuned to the Money Pit Home Improvement Radio Show. Up next, picking the perfect paint for your walls. It's always a choice between beauty and maintenance. Learn where that balance point is after this. You live in a Money Pit. The Money Pit is being brought to you by, well, by us. Get a $1,000 guarantee that the contractor you hire gets the job done right. 
with your new Money Pit American Homeowners Association membership. And get $50 in Zircon tools if you join in the next 30 minutes. Call now, 866-REAL-HOME. That's 866-REAL-HOME. Now, here are Tom and Leslie. This is the Money Pit Home Improvement Radio Show. I'm Tom Kreitler. And I'm Leslie Segretti. Call us right now at 1-888-MONEYPIT, 888-666-3974 with your home improvement question, your do-it-yourself dilemma. We're here. You're there. Just call us. Hey, before the break, we were talking about paint. It is one of my favorite home improvement projects because it's cheap. (laughs) <laughs> and it's also an easy way to completely change the look of a room. And huge choosing a pink, impact. Huge impact. That's right, for not a lot of money. But uh, choosing the paint color, that's pretty hard. And have you noticed how many paint types there are as well? You've got to choose not only the color, but you've got to pick whether it's satin, eggshell, semi-gloss. It can get pretty confusing. So here's what you need to know, the Tom and Leslie Guide to Paint Finish. First of all, starting at the top, gloss enamels. Great, great finish. Very hard, very durable, very shiny. If you have any imperfections in your materials, in your wood or your walls, if it's trim or going on the walls, don't do it. But otherwise, great choice. A good rule of thumb to keep in mind when you're selecting your paints. If you want best results, you want to use semi-gloss paints on any trim work. Anything that you're going to be windowsills, doors, you know, where you get a lot of a hand contact so you can easily clean it off. And you want to use flat paint on walls and on ceilings. For new work, you really want to make sure to apply a primer first. It's got different adhesion qualities, so you want to make sure that you're really prepping the surface for that paint to stick well. And lastly, always buy the best paint possible that you can afford in your budget because painting, it's mostly the labor, and the best paint means less work and a longer-lasting paint job. So you spend less money on paint, you're going to be doing it again more quickly than you would if you spent that maybe 10 extra bucks in the beginning. Do it once, do it right, and don't do it again, at least not too soon. This is the Money Pit Home Improvement Radio Show. Let's get back to the phones. Rhonda in California is dealing with a built-in vacuum cleaner that doesn't quite suck so good. What's going on? I've tried everything. I've um, got my blower out to blow through the holes to try and unclog it. It's not working. The house is fairly large. I've narrowed it down to the bottom downstairs where the actual unit is, towards the unit. But to, like, snake it out or something, it's just too windy when you first go through. I didn't know if you had any tips how to unclog it. Do you have any clue as to where the clog is? It's probably, it's on the down um, bottom floor, about halfway through the house. The unit's on, like, the west end, so this is more towards the east end of the house. Hmm. Well, I would try to zone these uh, the, the uh, central vac lines so you can uh, you can attack them one at a time. The the key here is that even though where the exhaust port is, where the where the where the hole is on the wall, that's not where you want to insert the snake. You have to get in before that so you can push towards that hole. It's probably going to be at a turn. Do you have any idea what what actually is the obstruction? Did somebody, like, suck um, a toy into it or something like that? Uh, probably, probably, yeah. <laughs> Good chance, huh? You've yeah, got to actually get before chance. it. You've got to get before the elbow and try to, and try to um, get it out there, like, with a snake or something like that. You're not going to be able to do it, like, from the exit port where you actually hook up the vacuum. Do you follow me? Yeah, and the problem is, is to do it from the actual unit, it's so um, sharp corners. Right. My point is you can't do it from the unit because, you see, that's where you want it to come out. You've got to do it on the back side of that. You want to push towards the unit. You don't want to go in because then you're just going to make it 
tighter and tighter and tighter. So what you have to try to do is understand how each one of those lines goes through the house, try to isolate them as if they're all a separate zone, then start as far away from the unit and push toward it until you loosen the thing up. Okay, I was going the opposite way. Yep. Yeah, so. you were going backwards. Okay. Okay. Great. Thank you All right. so much. Good luck. Thanks so much for calling us at 888-MONEYPIT, 888-666-3974. Good news, she has a built-in vacuum system. Bad news, she sucked a toy into it. Yeah, and even better news is one of her kids is going to be super happy to get whatever it is stuck in their back. <laughs> Mark in North Carolina is looking to get some hot water to those far places. How can we help? I'm actually having some problems with my dishwasher. Okay. Um, it doesn't seem like it's that far from uh, the hot water heater, but it takes forever to, for water to get to the um, to the the faucet there near the hot, near the dishwasher. Okay. And what I end up doing is running the water at the sink by the dishwasher before you run much, the dishwasher. Well, not just before, but actually through the whole cycle. Oh, that's crazy! Wow. What's up with your dishwasher? It doesn't seem like it's working very well. Yeah, and I don't know if there's a way to test the heating element in it or if it's just a matter that, you know, when, when it's not demanding the water, that it, you know, since it does take so long. Are you finding, Mark, that if you don't do that, the dishes come out dirty? Yes, that's the reason that I uh, started checking on the hot water. Well, listen, I, I, I think the problem is your dishwasher. It's not your water heater. How old is the dishwasher? About three years old. Yeah, hmm. I, have, I suspect that the water heater in the dishwasher, which is supposed to boost the water temperature up, is not working. Hmm. You know, there's a, there's a good website. It's called repairclinic.com. Where it's they an can, excellent website. They can diagnose the, the specific part based on the specific model, mm -hmm. and then you can actually buy the part, and they provide you step-by-step -step instructions on how to fix it yourself. You might want to head on over there, because I don't think this problem is with your water heater. This problem is with your dishwasher, and you're probably wasting boatloads of cash. Yeah, and I'm not running it at a high... Um, at a high amount, I get it hot and then I let it trickle during the hot water cycle. But uh, still, I know that that's not great. Yeah, but listen, the temperature of the water that you need to clean dishes is higher than the temperature of the that water. That comes out you, of the faucet. Yeah, that you clean yourself with. Mm. There's supposed to be a booster in the dishwasher that boosts that temperature up a lot. I mean, it comes out of the water heater. The maximum it could come out of the water heater is, and this is, and this is assuming that the water heater is completely set in properly at maybe 140 degrees or so, which is right. absolutely scalding and totally dangerous. It should be down around 110 or 120. But the dishwasher itself should be boosting that up to 160-ish because of the temperature inside. You ever notice when, the, when you open up a dishwasher mid-cycle and there's just all the steam that comes out? It's like out? a steam bath. That's yeah, not happening. That. Well, that's not happening, <laughs> obviously. That's not happening because the water's going in at 120. It's, going in, it's happening because there's, there's a heater in there. So your heater is not working. That's the problem that you need to solve. And that's okay, a young Mark? dishwasher, so you yeah, really exactly. should take advantage of the repair. Yeah, at that age, it's definitely worth fixing. And you say it's uh, uh, applianceguru.com? Uh, repairclinic.com, and yes, the, uh, that is one of their characters there. I think it's the Repair Guru or something like that. But it's repairclinic.com. Mark, thanks so much for calling us at 888-MONEY-PIT. Thanks. More great home improvement advice coming up when the Money Pit returns, including info on that small but cozy kitchen that you've got in your house. We're going to teach you some tricks of the trade that the pros use to open up your tiny space that's not going to involve a lot of expense. So stick around. Money Pit! When it's time to choose a new entryway for your home, choose the brand more building professionals prefer. Thermatrue Doors. 
ThermaTrue pioneered the fiberglass door. Today, ThermaTrue doors come in more styles and colors than any other brand. Classic Craft represents ThermaTrue's premium collection. Fiber Classic is ThermaTrue's original wood grain fiberglass door. Or choose Smooth Star Fiberglass for the look of smooth painted wood. But no matter which ThermaTrue entryway you select, you've chosen the most preferred name in the business. Visit ThermaTrue.com. The best things in life really can be free. We have a new membership program here at the Money Pit, and we are so sure that you'll save money as a member. We're going to let you try it for free for a month. That's right. You can try out our membership program for 30 days totally free. We've partnered with the American Homeowners Association to create a program that will save you big money on everything you buy for your home, even your groceries. So grab a pen because you will want to write this number down. You'll not only save money, you'll make more confident decisions about a remodeling, repair, or maintenance contractor and a lot more. And when you hire a contractor through our referral service, you're going to get a $1,000 guarantee that the job gets done right. That's right. With our new Money Pit American Homeowners Association membership, you can also save on eyeglasses, contacts, and vision care, and even save hundreds a month on groceries. And check this out. If you're among the first thousand listeners to sign up, you're also going to get a Zircon LaserBall 360 laser level and Zircon's very hot i60 one-step stud sensor. It's a $50 value. So call 1-866-732-5466. That number is 1-866-REAL-HOME. But you'll have to be one of the first 1,000 members, so call right now, 1-866-REAL-HOME. Somewhere, a guy is tossing his golf clubs into the water. <laughs> but you, you'd rather build, say, a burled maple coffee table. RYOBI Woodworking Tools lets you do it. RYOBI gives you the power and precision you need to succeed at prices that help you get going. Of course, there's still some equipment involved, but it's power tools. And you don't have to wear those funny clothes to use them. RYOBI Power Tools. Professional features, affordable prices. RYOBI, exclusively at the Home Depot. That's just beautiful. Before hitting the airwaves, I spent 20 years as a home inspector making sure home buyers were not moving into real-life money pits. And after doing 6,000 inspections, I knew exactly which brand of water heater I could trust, and that brand is Ream. Ream tank and tankless water heaters are dependable and energy efficient. Ream tankless units never run out of hot water and cost 25% less to run. Ream's tank units include state-of-the-art features like Everclean, which prevents sediment buildup and reduces energy costs. If you want dependable, energy-efficient hot water, you want Ream. Learn more at SmarterHotWater.com. That's SmarterHotWater.com. I trust Ream for my hot water, and so can you. This portion of the Money Pit is brought to you by RYOBI manufacturer of professional feature power tools and accessories with an affordable price for the do-it-yourselfer. RYOBI Power Tools. Pro features, affordable price. Available exclusively at the Home Depot. Now, here are Tom and Leslie. 
This is the Money Pit Home Improvement Radio Show, where we make good homes better. I'm Tom Kreitler. And I'm Leslie Scretti, and we've got a great prize this hour to make your good home even better. It's the Riker Room Conditioner. It's worth $359, and basically, it is a gorgeous ceiling fan. Ah, but the cool trick here is that flip a switch, use your thermostat, adjust it from a remote, and all of a sudden, you've got a built-in space heater up out of the way to heat that extra chilly room or that three-season room or even like Tom's Chilly Kitchen he had in his house until he got a Riker room conditioner. I did. It did. It works great. In fact, I have to tell you, we had the heat go out not too long ago. And did and it save the day? It, it pretty much did. We were all huddled in the kitchen under the Riker room conditioner <laughs> warming up. So it did. But it's pretty cool. It's a ceiling fan that heats. We've got one to give away. It's worth 339 bucks. So call us right now. If you want to win it, you must have a home improvement question and be willing to come on the air and ask us. And we'll even try to answer it. How about that? <laughs> 888-666-3974. Now, uh, we were talking just a bit ago about small spaces and how to make them bigger. Well, put on an addition. No, anybody can do that. But if you have a small kitchen, there are a couple of tricks to the trade. First one, adding skylights. If you can get access to the roof above your kitchen, adding a skylight will definitely bring in a lot more light and make the kitchen seem visually bigger. If you cannot put in a skylight, you can put in something called a sun tunnel, which is like a tubular skylight coated with mirror inside of it, and it brings the light all the way down the tube right into the ceiling of the space and puts in a load of daylight. So if you don't have access to the roof, you can run it down through a closet wall or something like that and still have that kind of light. Another thing you can do, remove the soffits above the cabinets. That's the box that goes right above the cabinets. Just taking those out opens up that ceiling space gives your eye a little more room to enjoy that ceiling and makes it look a whole lot bigger. Also, think about when you're dealing with those cabinets, maybe replacing some of those wood doors with some glass-covered doors. If you open them up, it really, again, improves the depth of the kitchen. So a couple of decorating tricks of the trade that don't have to involve a terrible amount of construction can definitely make the space feel that much bigger. Need a decorating tip? Need a small space solution? Pick up the phone right now and call us at one eight 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 Money Pit. Leslie, who's next? Mary in California is having a problem with an addition in her home. What can we help you with? Um, I have a home that we had to rebuild after a fire, and it's all insulated, and we're making the garage into a family room. Okay. And there is no heat going into the family room. How is the rest of the house heated? Uh, the rest of the house is by gas. Forced air, hot water, what kind of distributions? Okay, okay that's the fuel. What I need uh-huh. to know is whether you have ducts or radiators. Ducts. So with a forced air heating system, you have ducts that deliver warm air and cool air to its conditioned space and then return ducts that take it back. The, the problem with converting a garage is typically they have at least one, if not two, and sometimes three exterior surfaces. If, you, if it's a one-story garage and so you have the roof above and you have the door and maybe you have another exterior wall because they're almost always in the corner of a house, you have a lot of exterior surfaces there. And even though you insulate them, they need a lot of heat to overcome that space. So what you're going to have to determine is first, can I extend the duct system into the garage so I deliver enough heat to be comfortable in there? That's the first question. And if you can do that, then you have to figure out how to extend those ducts to do that. If you can't, then you have to look into zoning that, which means adding a second heating system. If you're going to zone, you're going to want to probably divide up different sections of the house so that some are on one furnace and some are on another. Now, if the family room is going to be a place that you don't use frequently, you could consider 
uh, a less expensive type of heat like electric baseboard or even a through-the-wall heat pump. Uh, but again, that depends on how much time you're going to spend in there. If you want it to be comfortable all the time, the best way to do that is to extend your existing central heating system. So just extend it with a... Uh, thing heat going in and one going back out is that what yes, you said? Yes, but but that's correct conceptually. But it's a lot easier said than done because you have to make sure that the existing heating system is big enough to do that, and that you're moving enough air in and out to actually make it comfortable and warm. My first step would be to get in touch with my HVAC contractor and find out if it's possible to extend the existing heating system and if he or she thinks that you have enough BTUs in that system to do that. Because if you want to maintain the value in your house and you want to create a family room, let's make sure that it's just like any other space in your house that's properly designed to heat all the time. Okay. So would it be best then for the guy that, re- that built the house because it just got rebuilt from being burned? The, um, whoever is your HVAC contractor, that would be the person to talk to, not necessarily the builder, but whoever is servicing your systems, because it's a heat loss calculation. There's a way to actually measure how much heat that you need in that space. Mary, thanks so much for calling us at 888 Money Pit. You are tuned to the Money Pit, and up next, we are going to help an emailer answer the question about what's going on with their gross roof, and is it time to replace it? So stick around. You live in a Money Pit. This portion of the Money Pit is brought to you by April Air, makers of professionally installed high-efficiency air cleaners. For more information, go to aprilair.com. Now, here are Tom and Leslie. This is the Money Pit Home Improvement Radio Show. I'm Tom Kreitler. And I'm Leslie Segretti. And we have got some exciting news for you folks who are just sick and tired of running out of that hot water. In our next e-newsletter, we are going to tell you some tips from the pros about your hot water heater and when it might be time for an upgrade, a replacement, some adjustments. We're going to give you all the tips to make sure you've got plenty of hot water, especially when you need it. If you're not a subscriber, then why the heck not? Go to moneypit.com, sign up now it's free it will be in your inbox every friday you don't even have to ask for it it just shows up and while you're clicking around moneypit.com you can look for a nice purple icon with some question marks on it that says ask tom and leslie if you don't feel like picking up the phone you can email us your question and we will answer it like we do every hour at this portion of the show we've got one here from david in woodcliff lake new jersey who writes my 18 year old wood roof shingles have algae i got several quotes and all are very costly to clean with diluted bleach about $5,000. Should I wait until I need replacement with those new long life shingles or should I just go for it? Uh, You know, algae and fungus on your roof is pretty unsightly. And in the case of wood roofs, it actually can impede the drainage Mm -hmm. of a shingle and that's going to lead it to, uh, you know, be wetter and, and possibly rot quicker. So that's not a good thing to have on your roof. Now, that being said, roof cleaning done properly can damage the roof, especially if you did something like got up there with a pressure washer and sort of blasted those shingles. They're very soft. What's the lifespan on those wood shingles? Is he close to the end? The wood shingles are really only going to last you 15 or 20 years. They don't so really last right there. That, yeah, they don't last much longer. And these are shakes, so so they're thicker, but, that, but typically they're going to last you 15 or 20 years. So a couple of things that you can do. First of all, 
Um, you can put a roof cleaner on the shingle, and there's different roof cleaners out there. There's Jomax. There's another one that's called Roof Reviver that works very well. And the advantage of using these roof cleaners is that the runoff is not going to kill the plants all the way around it. Mm-hmm. Once you spray the roof, if you just spray it with one of these products and don't kind of scrub it, it'll stop the algae from growing. If you want to do something in the long haul and, and stop it from coming back, another thing that you could do is you could add a copper or a nickel ridge vent to the roof. And, and the reason you're doing that is because as water strikes the ridge vent and then runs off of it, it carries some of the metal with it. And that acts as a mildicide as well. If you ever notice a, a chimney where, where you have like bright streaks that come off of it, mm-hmm. that's because it's coming off of the copper. The copper strikes it, releases the metal, right, and that cleans that roof. So if you put it across the entire top of the roof, at the peak, at the ridge, that will clean the entire roof. So those are the things that you got to do. I would definitely not spend a lot of money uh, having this done professionally because by the time you drop that kind of money, it's you time could be, to replace it. Yeah, you could be a quarter of the way towards replacing it or half the way towards the cost of replacing it anyway. And at 18 years old, you probably don't have that many years of roof life left in it. So I'd say maintain it right now, clean it a little bit, stop the mildew from growing, stop the algae from growing, stop the fungus from growing, and then in a couple of years, you can tear it off and replace the whole thing. All right, got another one here from Jim in Wolforth, Texas, who writes, what is the correct way to repoint brick? Well, it's not polite to point, Jim. Didn't your mother ever <laughs> tell you that? No, actually, the, the, the way to do that is to mix up a mortar bed that has a little bit more lime in it than usual. That makes it a little thicker and a little more creamy, and that's easier to get the, the new mortar to stick into the bricks. And make sure you use a brick pointing tool, special trowel, that will help you get it in just the right place so it won't fall out. All right, hope that helps you with that project, Jim. You are tuned to the Money Pit Home and Improvement Radio Show. Thank you so much for spending this hour with us. Well, Leslie, we are, uh, we're not even done with the first month of the year yet, and already the New Year's resolutions are falling behind the wayside. That <laughs> didn't so last too long. They're so easy to leave behind. But don't give up. If you've got a resolution that has to do with your house, we are here to help you get through those. No guilt. You don't have to apologize. Just pick up the phone and call us. We won't ask any questions. We will just give you the answer to your home improvement question 24 hours a day, seven days a week at one 888 Money Pit. Also online at moneypit.com where you can hear our podcast. I'm Tom Kreitler. And I'm Leslie Segretti. Remember, you can do it yourself, but you don't have to do it alone. Hey, 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 money pit.